guys, welcome to All My Favorite People. I'm your host, Grace Cathy, and today I have two of my favorite people with me, Mr. Nick Person and Pamela Mendoza. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here. Yeah, so. My favorite people. Oh, well, good. <laughs> I, I would hope that. so. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. So, Pam and I have known each other since 2019, right? 2018? 18? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we met when I started doing worship at our church, and now she's my boss. Mm. And we have girl talks, and it's so fun. Mm. But um, yeah, and then Nick, you're one of the pastors at our church, mm. and you've been calling me out on all my crap since 2019 <laughs> in, a, in a very mm. loving way. Mm. Um, but yeah, Nick's our teaching pastor at mm. our church, yeah. and we love having both of them around. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're glad to be here. Yes, uh, as she said, I am Nick Person, and I I'm the teaching pastor at New Vision. Also have a new role as director of spiritual life and kingdom unity. It's yeah, a mouthful, with the name tag. It's a mouthful yeah. at PCA. <laughs> and then Pam, there's so much more to Pam than meets the eye and that she ever shares, really. So native of Houston, we're going to tell that Hi, story. Well, I'm just trying to I'm help a sister. Myself. Well, intro yourself. Who are you, Pam? Who are you? The people want tell to know. Us. I'm a woman of few words. Mm. But Grace is like, no, you're not. <laughs> Yep. Few but mighty. Yeah. Um, but yes, my name's Pam Mendoza, and I work at New Vision as director of worship. And yeah, been working with Grace for five years. Yep. yep. Wow, you told me not to do it, and then you did it in a way that was not that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were like, say? hey, you you don't need to introduce me. I'll introduce me. My name is Pam, and I work at you New Vision. All, Amen. You took all the Amen. <laughs> All I said was you were from Houston. Oh, that's all I said, but it's okay. We'll get to know you more. Oh, okay, well, I'm from Houston. Yeah. Did you say where you're from? No, I didn't. Then why are you giving me a hard time? Well, because you told me to stop telling who you are, and then you only said one more thing. This is so. a very true picture of it Yeah, is. it really is. It, it is. really it's fine. is. So three of us together. I'll tell you where I'm from whenever Grace asks me where I'm from. Today. Well, neither yes. of y'all are from Tennessee, so where are you from, and how'd you end up here in Murfreesboro, of all places? Ooh, wow. Okay, so I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised, was there until... Um, I guess it was 2010-ish, I guess, something like that. No, 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 longer than that, 2015. But the way I got here is moved up to Nashville, Tennessee for the first time, got um, invited to be on staff at a church called Long Hollow. That was 2012, and it was a great experience. Long Hollow was was going and God was doing a work there, was high school pastor, then I was college pastor and teaching pastor, and then... um, me and Laura just wanted to be obedient, and we got called to Texas, and I was the mm-hmm. teaching pastor there for a couple of years. <laughs> got to do some cool things in ministry, but then we both felt it was time to come back towards home, which be in Atlanta. And um, Pastor Brady Cooper had reached out to me probably a year into our Texas adventure, and I reached back out as we were preparing to move back this way, and I said, hey, are you still looking for a teaching pastor? And his Text was very funny. He said, depends on who it is. And I said, well, it's me. And he said, I'm interested. And it went pretty fast from there with the interviews and the preaching. So probably from the time we texted about having that opportunity to when my family was here was probably about six weeks. And so it was pretty, pretty pretty fast. fast. And so we have been in Murfreesboro ever since then. So that's kind of the story of how I got here. Yeah. And I think I was like looking back at, um, 
sermon notes when I was Ooh. like working on that a few years ago. And your first Sunday here preaching was like my family's first week back at New Vision, Whoa. which was really crazy because like we didn't know each other at the time, yeah. but seeing like we both got back at like the same time. And, and I was you like, still oh. came. You kept coming. I know. That. You didn't scare me Praise off. Praise the lamb. <laughs> Praise him. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I'm glad yeah. I got to be a part of your family story. And as you took a step back yeah. into the New Vision faith family, that's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty Thanks. cool. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about how Nick is connected. Mm-hmm. I know I know this is supposed to be where I'm from and how I got here, mm-hmm. but it reminds me of a story of one of my best friends since I was a little girl in Texas was registering for baby shower or something and um, the person who was helping her, like mind you, this is like in Houston, Texas. The person that was helping her, um, they were just talking in conversation. I think maybe she was from Tennessee. And she's like, oh, well, my best friend lives in Tennessee. And um, comes down to mm-hmm. it. And it's like, oh, well, I know somebody. I know somebody out there. Like, even Nick Person mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nick Person's <laughs> at a conversation for mm-hmm. a baby shower. Blend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah that's, crazy. that's crazy. So how did you get here from Houston? <sighs> well, um, I was in a deal at one time with Universal. It was a development deal. And so, you know, we were trying to move here during that time. And Can I ask a question? I know you're getting into it, but (laughs) I love how you always go, I was in a um, a development deal with Universal. It's very like... Very like vanilla, like oh, there was this thing, and people don't stop, stop, and people don't really know what that means. Can we, can we please go a little bit deeper as to what that means and who, kind of like how you were, like what this was going to look like for you? Can we be honest? Why I want to go on a long time? No, go for it. Because I think we need to. I think it's a cool context of just how the Lord worked and how, yeah, you know, just you being obedient, you ended up being one of the worship leaders here and so but i think it's kind of cool like just to see really what you said yes to but also what you said no to to be obedient i think it's kind of cool yeah. okay um well i don't know exactly where to back up to but Wait, whatever okay. you what is a okay. development deal? Yeah. let's yes. just say that because i think yeah. a lot of people listening might not necessarily know like the business side of music they just know like okay artists are out there and a record label is like paying for all their stuff mm-hmm. but like what does a development deal look like as like an artist or someone that's like wanting to pursue music as their career? Well, the industry is a lot different now Mm -hmm. um, than it used to be. But, you know, back then I had met this gentleman who was a songwriter um, in town. And um, I had, I guess I do need to back up, but I was on a TV talent show in Houston. Mm -hmm. And I won my category. Mm -hmm. Of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) And part of that... Part of the prize was studio time at a studio in Houston. Yeah. So I did a demo, and I made it, and um, it ended up in the hands of just a songwriter who would come in to that studio and have some work done on their songs. And she gave it to a man who was this man. Um, his name is Kevin Brandt. But it ended up just on his desk, just kind of like a mess, and he was cleaning up his desk one day, and found it and like put it in and played it and um, at that time from the TV show I was kind of starting a process with someone else and you're gonna make me say it so that I am gonna make you say it (laughs) I was starting the process with someone else who was that someone else can we please just say it 
Um, at that time, <laughs> um, I had had a meeting with Music World Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so that is the management company that Beyonce's dad owns. That who? Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> who, who's daddy on that? At the time, Beyonce's dad. Beyonce, Queen B. Dad owned that. Dad okay. Was the CEO uh-huh. of Music World Entertainment. Okay. Um, and so I was having meetings there to do something um, for a pop group. And at the same time that that was happening, this man finds the demo mm-hmm. on his desk, whatever. So he's reaching out, um, which I do feel is all is God's timing because mm-hmm. he's still a mentor. <clears throat> right. But um, I wasn't feeling total peace about the situation over here. Mm-hmm. And right at that time is when I kind of entered into mm-hmm. that deal with this gentleman who became an executive producer. And what that means is they are investing in you to make a project and then that project gets pitched to labels mm-hmm. and then the labels decide to sign you if mm-hmm. they're interested. And so a development deal is different from a record deal in the sense of you know, they have a few songs, they see potential, let's find your sound, let's mm-hmm. put you with a producer, let's get a body of work, and then we'll pitch that to labels. So we did all that. When it came time um, for the project to be pitched, um, it's like a 90-day period. And during that time, I was new in my faith, and I kept hearing on the radio about a book, The Purpose Driven Life, and... You know, I read it and I, God uses scripture like mm-hmm. to help us to our calling. And, you know, there's scripture just woven all throughout that book. And um, I was reading actually about the parable of talents, mm-hmm. which I know, you know, hmm. is not necessarily about, you know, yeah. talents. But um, I just really got my calling and I felt God telling me to only sing for him. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock for secular music, mm-hmm. but I was new to my faith and I truly look back seeing it as God's protection for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so at that time, I kind of stepped away from what was happening over here and just, you know, put my yes on the table for ministry mm-hmm. and, and just try to stay faithful because it was 10 years of really just trying to be faithful with every opportunity. And then um, after 10 years after that day, um, is when I kind of came on to New Vision. Eight or 10 years. So. Yeah. Let's go. That's awesome. Oh, I love that story. Oh, yeah. it's so good. I know. And it's so cool to see, too, that, like, you were just reading and, like, you weren't expecting the Lord, obviously, to be, like, speaking in that way. But then through that, like, look at where you are now, you know. And obviously it looks different than what you thought your life was going to look like with the development deal. But I don't know. I know, like, when I look at my life, I'm like, wow, it's so much better now that I, like, said no to what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, put my trust in the Lord, which is hard to do sometimes. But mm-hmm. You're obedient in that, even when you were new in your faith and figuring out what all that meant. So, yeah. So speaking of jobs and what we like wanted to do, what did you want to do as a job when you were younger or even like high school, college? And like, how has that changed to where you are now? Mm. Ben, you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I know this one. Easy. My whole life, I thought I was going to be a nurse. Really? And so I had this like struggle of like, do I be a nurse or do I try to sing kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And everyone would say, you could be a singing nurse. <laughs> you could sing yeah. your patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's still cool because, you know, God has allowed me to be a part of people's lives in a way that they're still healing. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a soul mm-hmm. healing versus body healing. But, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, nurse. I love that. 
Yeah. I love it. And I love what you just said about it's maybe a physical healing. It's a spiritual one. So you, in essence, are still a nurse. It's funny that the Lord called you to do that. It just looks different than what you imagined it would look like. But it's no less being a part of the healing process with people. That's pretty cool. Um, what I wanted to be when I grew up is my mom would tell, my mom would t- would always say to me that you're either going to be a doctor or a pastor. Mm. Um, I did not want pastor. They don't make <laughs> no money. And I just, that was not something I wanted. And I also viewed that as being perfect. Mm. And I knew that I was unable to do that. And so I was banking on doctor. Um, she would also say all the time to me, you remind me of Denzel. And I was like, I'll be Denzel. I don't. <laughs> I don't mind being Denzel. Yes, I say yes to Denzel and yes to a doctor. But uh, the Lord made it very clear in a lot of different ways that I was supposed to be in full-time ministry. And and again, didn't know what that looked like. And still, it has definitely surprised me at how it has looked. But it has been very, very good and and very like his way is better. Like, and I think you would say that his way is better. Mm -hmm. And so... But yeah, either one would be Denzel or a doctor or a combination of all those things. And so, and here I am in ministry, the Lord orchestrated and affirmed that and kept keeps opening the doors for me to do so. So Yeah, we could have been in a hospital there, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm, come on. <laughs> Look at that. Look at us, both in the medical <laughs> field. God said, actually, not what you think, but I got you. Um, so yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I think also when you were saying nurse, wanting to be a nurse, it's mm-hmm. funny because we all call you Nurse Pam. When we're sick, oh <laughs> this is coming Cause, out because you still are. I, I don't. Yeah. I know you know this, but yeah. Pam is very like holistic mm. and like you know all the like natural remedies. And mm. her number one remedy is pineapple. Yeah, for everything. Mm. And so now we're always like, all right, drink pineapple juice or eat yeah. pineapple, and it actually does work. Mm. It's not on a twisted sorry. ankle, but <laughs> not you too know. much. But inflammation, yes. Inflammation, yeah. yes. 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 Yeah, all the. Drainage, all that. Look, look at God. Look at know, right? all the things. Sorry, it's right? that little inside joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it does work. It does. It does. You're right. It does work. Ish. Yep. Yep. I had pineapple <laughs> juice in there and it just went bad. And I was like, no. No. How am I going to get better? I know, right? I'm like, just going to be sick now. Mm. No, my, my parents and friends used to say, oh, you can be a singing baker. And I was like, that's weird. Oh, mm. <laughs> I was like, every hour sing to my, that's weird. No, you know. Like, did you want to be in music? Did you want to be a baker? Like, what did I, you want to be when you Yeah, did? I wanted to be an artist. Mm. Like, a, I used to put on concerts uh, oh, for my parents. At, I, I think you showed me a, a video of this when you were a kid. Yeah, it was probably mm. one of those. Yeah, I would make mm. a, a catwalk out of the cushions from the couch and I would perform Miley Cyrus songs. Oh, come on. Um, not Hannah Montana, Miley specifically, oh, wow. but like I loved like Miley, Hannah Montana, all that come stuff. On. So I had like little pop-up tents that I would put in the back of the bonus room and that was my getting ready station. Wow. And then we'd like do the same set list top to bottom every week for like two years straight. Wow. Bless my parents' hearts. Yeah, and did, my best yeah. friend, Mary Grace, her and her parents came over too. It was whole ordeal, but I wanted to be an artist and then I went to school for music business and I did it basically so I wouldn't like get screwed over in a record yeah. deal like when I became it one yeah. day because I thought I was going to do that yeah. and then halfway through college when I was interning it was like right before COVID mm. um, and all my music wasn't going how I wanted it mm. to and I was like God why is this not working like mm. I want to be an artist and he's I was like this is our plan and he's like no it's been your plan Ooh. and I was like that's so rude and I was like <laughs> I don't like that <laughs> but he was like focus on songwriting and leading others and worshiping me mm. and I was like Eh, okay, mm. that seems too easy, yeah. you know, because it's like 
it's just handing over that that yeah. control putting your yes out there and so i did and now i look and i was like that's the lord's protection because i wouldn't i would not have made it mm. working like i mean i know people do you know that are obviously like christians in that mm -hmm. industry but like i was i would go to just like events that my friends in the uh recording industry majors would like go to and um there'd be like drinking and like i found out what pot and weed smelled like from yeah. going to that you know and yeah. like just stuff that like i never grew up around and i d never had an interest in yeah. but then i was like this is just normal for all these people yeah. and it's just it's yeah. weird and then the more stories i heard the more i was like cool i'm not gonna fit in you know like yeah. in college so getting out it was cool to uh be able to go into ministry and say like i went straight into ministry like yeah. out of college um because i've always been like a one-track mind and mm. so I was, I was telling daniel and jacob on their episode i read brad paisley's autobiography diary of a player mm. in eighth grade and he said he went to belmont for music business mm -hmm. and i was like well that's what i'm gonna do yeah and so that was eighth grade and since then i never changed my mind and i was like is it weird that i haven't changed my mind mm. like once i see something i want to do i'm like i'm doing it and yeah. so that was just like the Lord putting me on a path because yeah. once I got on worship, a lot of the people that are college age on worship are recording industry majors that have moved mm -hmm. here for that. So then I got into that group and mm -hmm. met people that were like still learning about that, but like of like-minded mm -hmm. like faith and stuff. So, so cool. it was cool. But Well, I, I just to piggyback on what you were yeah. saying, I remember seeing you i think it was soon after you kind of surrendered fully to this mm -hmm. and i remember seeing you i don't know if it was at the point or if it was a thursday night i don't remember but i remember you leading and i just remember sitting in the crowd and thinking to myself wow like wow like and it's not just voice it's heart mm -hmm. like you can see the posture of somebody mm -hmm. the way they lead others and i just had this thought to myself she's doing exactly what she needs to be doing and I still say that today, whenever I see you lead and Pam lead for that fact of y'all are doing exactly what God has created you to do. That's to invite others to behold the king and y'all do it so, so well. And so I'm so proud of you for taking that step. And I'm proud of you because sometimes we think like the Lord is trying to keep something from us, but he isn't. Yeah. He has something for us. Mm -hmm. And y'all both have seen that just through the way that y'all have said yes to the king. And it's not complicated, yeah. not easy, mm -hmm. but it's not complicated. So it's pretty cool. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, speaking of like working in ministry, we've all been in ministry for mm -hmm. a few years. You know, Pam longer than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old joke. If you didn't catch that. <laughs> but um, what has been your favorite thing about working in ministry and working mm -hmm. within the church or without, you know, and then what's been the most challenging thing in your opinion? Ooh. Uh, I would, and it's funny, I think if you would ask me probably 10 or 15 years ago in ministry, yes, I've been doing, I pick on Pam for being old, but she's really a year older than me, but, um, <laughs> and I think I've been in ministry longer, the yeah. longest at this table too, yeah. but, um, you would ask me in the beginning of ministry, I would have said, oh, speaking in front of people, having a lot of people in the room, which I still enjoy teaching God's word. That is exciting. But mm -hmm. I think the thing I enjoy most about ministry is being a part of building into people mm. um, who they are in this kingdom and reminding them of what's true. Like that gives my heart the most joy. Like I love breaking down a sermon and breaking down a word, yeah. but I love more is this and reminding you, Grace, of who you are in this kingdom and what the king says about you 
so you can go best to live that out in the world. I love that about Pam. I love being going, hey, Pam, I hear what you're saying, but man, don't forget that God has given you a voice, not just to sing, but also to speak and, and all of those things. Like, I love that. I love that. Um, and it really, that's multiplication too, is you being reminded of who you are in the kingdom and you go do that for others, then we're a better kingdom. And so um, I love that. Um, the thing that's hard in ministry is, is sometimes you miss the king because you're busy building his kingdom. Mm. Um, I, I think that's one of the hardest temptations in ministry is you do all the things in the name of the king, but yet you don't sit in front of him and behold him. And I think that's just dangerous um, to be about the work of a king that you don't sit in front of. And so that's hard. And you can lose sight of what's most important because you're doing the thing and there's success, quote unquote. But man, the Lord has not called us to gain the whole world and lose our soul. And I think there are so many of us sometimes in ministry that have lost our soul because of business for working for the kingdom. And so I think one of the hardest things is to behold the king and to continue to not let him become a subject or a job, but for him to stay a king who is invited to his table. So. That's so good. That was something that when I first like started in ministry, my mm -hmm. first Christmas, that was like crazy for me. Mm -hmm. And um, we had the baptism service, you know, right mm -hmm. before. But I remember I was just like, go, go, go so much. And Jacob literally took my shoulders and shook me. and was like, it's Christmas Eve. Like, remember why we're celebrating mm -hmm. today, you know? And I guess I hadn't stopped to think because I was like, yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Okay, we have service today. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't. So like this past year approaching Christmas, I had like a totally different mindset towards right. it. And I was like, man. This is so enjoyable, you know, because you're like sitting and like you're obviously leading worship, but you're worshiping yourself like while you're doing that. And um, it wasn't just because there wasn't a baptism service. Yeah. Christmas Eve. <laughs> let funny. me let me start That's with that. Funny. But no, like having a different mindset totally helps yeah. with that. But it is something that's hard, especially when you work at the place that you worship. It's yeah. like. Where do you stop? Where do you pause? Where's the line with that? And that's something that I think anyone working in ministry has to. Yeah. has to find that like time for yourself and it's yeah. it's harder because it's like well i'm always surrounded by god yeah. and his people you know so yeah. but yeah it is hard yeah i, I i'll keep talking about just that but i feel like really mm. all, we're all saying the same yeah. thing um i guess just the balance you yeah. know um because life life doesn't happen nine to five mm -hmm. and we get mm -hmm. to do life with people we mm -hmm. get to um enter into joy with them we get to enter into suffering with them and yeah. that's happening all the time you know mm -hmm. so um i think being being present like trying to be present in all things mm -hmm. um has been really helpful to me personally yeah. and just kind of you know navigating what that balance is because if we're present with whoever or whatever we're doing in every moment um you know it, it takes away the anxiety that our flesh brings yeah. us mm -hmm. when we're just trying to get through things. But um, the other part was about like the joy, like yeah. the focus. Um, I feel like I'm going to say basically the same thing yeah. that Nick was saying, but you know, and you can relate to this, you know, as a singer, mm -hmm. as a musician, you know, your whole life, your communities around you, you know you're mm -hmm. identified as this like mm -hmm. you are a singer you are this yeah. and they kind of like put their dream for you on you mm -hmm. <clears throat> um and when i got my call in ministry um 
you know, I felt like worship leadership, that was like my thing, that was like mm. my call. And I and I know that is my call, but I think that God hadn't fully revealed the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Like my, uh, my sight to the call was mm. limited. Um, and now I see like being able to lead worship while well, I love it and it is so much in the fabric of who I am. And, um, you know, to me, it just feels like a way to be closer to people mm-hmm. like yeah. like I said like we get to be in the joy of the people we get to be in the suffering of people and um, and what I love most about ministry is not singing it's um, getting to be with people sit with them and championing them to be their best that's, Come why, on. that's where yeah. I feel like we're kind of saying the same yeah. thing um, you know it's like how can how can I help you like be yeah. Like, what do you dream? What do you love? How can I help you do that? Like, you know, learn yeah. whatever. So um, worship, I felt like, was just a, like an icebreaker to what God was really leading me to, you know? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's so good. And when you're on a platform, sometimes, you know, people can automatically be like oh I know this person but like to be able to go off the stage and like build those relationships with people I feel like it's so much more than just like a not that not that saying like you're on stage is a bad thing you know but like I don't know it's so weird I say this all the time I hate like being in front of people and everyone's like you're a singer (laughs) like that doesn't make sense I'm like okay well it's it's kind of different like I feel like it's different when you're leading worship because it's a moment between you and the mm-hmm. Lord, you know, and yeah. yeah. And you're just like helping lead those people in that. Whereas like if you're in front of people mm-hmm. just to, I mean, when I shared about myself and our all stuff, I, mm-hmm. I cried because I was in front of people. But, mm-hmm. um, but when you're off stage and having those one-on-one conversations and you're getting to know those people that you're getting the opportunity to like lead in worship or, mm-hmm. you know, speak into and teach yeah. them the word. I feel like that's just something that's so much sweeter than just being like, Oh, Hey, at the grocery store, yeah. you know, like getting that like mm-hmm. time to get to know the person, like our time in the green room with our volunteers yeah. is some of my favorite time mm-hmm. and getting to see like the relationships that form from that or different mm-hmm. things, you know, like I was, I went to our, college ministries connection team Mm -hmm. retreat they do it beginning of the year every year just to get to know each other and um i feel like i'm like way old compared to all them now and who you tell (laughs) but um i was getting there and i noticed like a lot of them were coming up to me asking like how'd you get started in ministry Mm -hmm. and all this and like they were asking all those questions that like i guess this is the first year i've been asked all that you know because now it's a lot of people that aren't my age still in ministry. It's people younger than me. And and I just, I texted Jacob. I was like, this is so weird. Like, I'm getting asked all these things. But, like, it's cool because, like, they feel like they can trust me because we've had this relationship and, like, mm-hmm. on and off, like, the stage for service and stuff. But um, just getting to see the trust that's built from that, too, you know. Pretty cool. Yeah. Robert used to say all the time, uh Trust is a byproduct of vulnerability or something yes. like that. Yes, that's yeah. what that brother yep. would say yep. all the time. <laughs> and he, uh, we had to learn that if we were in Robert and Jen's small mm-hmm. group. And mm-hmm. like the first week anyone new came, he'd point at someone in the group and say, what do I say? <laughs> and he would say that. And the first time I happened, I was like, what does that mean? You know, yeah. and it took like two years of knowing the man to know what it meant. But yeah. now I sit there all the time and people are talking about that. I'm like, I understand now, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, 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 seriously. Mm-hmm. You are. But so we're all in creative roles within our roles mm-hmm. at church, mm-hmm. outside of church. Mm-hmm. 
wherever it may be, what's your favorite part about being creative? Or what's your favorite way to be creative? It can be for the king or, or just yeah. for enjoyment, honestly, because creatives need yeah. creative outlets. outlets. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, uh, I mean, that everything is creative. Yeah. I don't know, that's such a cop-out answer, but I, I yes, get it. Yes, it is. I, 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 I genuinely, like, yeah. feel that. Like, no matter what we're doing, when I'm making dinner for my family, yeah, you know, how I'm approaching that activity, I feel like it can be creative. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm just surviving through it because I'm rushing or whatever, yeah. that's different. But, like, right. if we're doing it together or whatever, like, to me, that's creative, but... Um, I mean, I guess the easy answer is music, um, mm. creating, um, being creative in a musical way, but also I think um, uh, creating experiences, like when you think about, mm. or like trying to help moments, like um, to tell the story mm. of a song, when you think yeah. about doing it live, um, helping someone see and understand the experience of the song mm-hmm. um, to me I love being creative in that way yeah um, I love telling the story mm-hmm. in a creative way in an engaging way and that's really with anything so I like the color I love coloring um, I love to draw and doodle um, I like I like hearing the story because I feel like the better you know a story the better you can see that person especially mm-hmm. um, and, and I think what Pam said is correct even though I gave her a hard time the story of our friendship but um i do think that you bring all of you to all the things that you're doing right and so if it's sitting at the dinner table um there is life and creativity that's happening we we dance a lot around my table that's just kind of the nature of there's a, often a dance party <laughs> yeah. i'll make up songs just because that's just kind of who i am mm-hmm. i love doing voices as i'm reading stories to my kids like again you're bringing all of yourself to all the things that you're involved in and you have a hand in. And so I really do, I agree with you um, that you do like really all the things. So if it's coloring, if it's, I try not to cook if it's all possible, but um, <laughs> you know, all the things, just bringing yeah. your full self and look, and also just looking at things in a different way mm-hmm. that can better engage people with it. Mm-hmm. If that's food, if that's a service, if that's a song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like spoken word too. It's just, it's a way to be using words as really the canvas. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Yeah. And you're good at it, too. Thank you. I you're appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome. So we're all creative in different ways. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think listening to that, I was like, just like, check, check in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. Like everything you were saying, I was like, mm-hmm. same for mm-hmm. me, you know, all mm-hmm. that. But um, we also all share a love of music. Oh, girl. Whether it's Christian or not, you know. Um, wow. One of my favorite things about Nick is we have a, <laughs> we have a text thread with our worship ministry, <laughs> specifically called uh, Song Share Thread, because Nick loves New Music Friday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sending all the new stuff that he finds, and they're great too. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, this podcast today is brought to you by Spotify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, no, so you don't, you don't know what they did right there. So I'm in a group of like musicians. I'm the only like I'm musical, but I wouldn't say I'm a musician per se. And so I'm in this text thread with all these musicians. And apparently, musicians are sponsored by Spotify 
old people are sponsored by Apple Music or Amazon Music for that case. And so I always send the uh, Apple Music link and they're like, please send this in Spotify. Cannot compute. Um, and so it's just an ongoing joke. And to this point, it's just spike now. I'm like, uh, I forget yeah. it. We even gave you yeah, a way to do Spotify. Spotify. And listen, yeah. I, I made, okay, this is funny. So in my new role at PCA, I made a walk-in playlist and a walk-out playlist. And guess what I made it on? Spotify. But I know, I know. It's because he likes them more than us. Oh, no, mercy. I'm sorry. Anyways, so music, yes, I love some music. Yeah, so I want the people to know if there was one song or an album that you would tell everybody to listen to, it doesn't, we don't have to be super holy here. Mm -hmm. It can be non-Christian, you know. What would it be, and why would you recommend it? I'm going to go with Pam. I'm going to default to Pam first. Man, I mean, I I can do one um, not-Christian music album and, like, one Christian music album Mm -hmm. because they're, like, my favorites. Yeah. Um, but Christian album, just I think all time album honestly is Empire's album. It's not new; mm-hmm. it's been out for a while. Um, not the acoustic version, Ooh. not anything like that. But like the Empire's album, um, yeah. if you press play and from the beginning to the end, listen to that album. It's just like this continuous prayer, and um, mm-hmm. that album specifically just really helped me, you know, pray through. You know, yeah. seasons of life. You That's know? good. Yeah. Um, and then probably, ah, um, uh, that one's easy to say, but I, I guess Coldplay X and Y. Hmm. X and Y. Yeah. Really? I know it's so vulnerable. To share it's kind of emo. No. It's kind of no. emo. <laughs> I, no, I just out of all of the you know the discography yeah. of Coldplay, I would have never. X and Y, but I love that you love right. it because it is a little bit more emo. Mm-hmm. Um, mine would be Ghost Stories on Coldplay, but that's a okay. whole story. Oh, I like, yeah, I have very specific memory attached to that. Yeah. But okay. um, awesome. so we're going Christian and you just gave two. Just yeah, to be like, let's, hey, let's just go. With I'm it. down, but I'm also holy. I love it. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, do you want to go, Grace? I'll let you go. Yeah, I'm kind of looking. Um, Christian, I would do. I would do Zion, the stripped and acoustic version specifically of like that one. Mm. I think that's what it's called. Um, Like the stripped acoustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because when I first, the first song I was trusted to lead in my youth group was um, Oceans. Mm. Because that was then it's big, like, you know, every church was doing it. And so... um, then I got into Hillsong United, and that was the first one I remember, like, really listening to was Zion. Mm. And then um, going back, I found, like, the stripped and acoustic. I was like, man, this is much better. Like, I just love, oh. like, the raw the organic. organicness yeah. that comes with that. But mm. um, non-Christian, I was looking just now. I don't know. I've been into um, the Cleopatra album by the Lumineers lately. Oh, It's okay. really good. Um, I saw them in. Oh yeah, I saw them in concert last September, I think, and amazing, like Mm. the most dynamic concert I've ever been to in my life. And I went in, I went with a friend, and I knew some of the songs, but I was like, yeah, I'll go. Like I like Mm. a couple of their songs. I didn't realize how many I knew. There were only like three I didn't know, but they're so interesting. Like their catwalk is like a U shape, Mm -hmm. and to open up the concert, their drummer came out from a platform at the like end of the catwalk and i was like there's a drum set like on the catwalk like i've never seen this before but either that or if you're a writer it's basic but evermore by taylor swift is just 
the lyrics. I'm not I'm not recommending this as a church staff member because there's explicitness on it. I'm mm-hmm. recommending this as like if you want to get works. better with your like writing, like yeah. yes, yeah, because my sister just got into her big Taylor Swift girly era. I've never gotten out of it, but you know, um, I'm re-entering it a lot with yeah. like the whole eras tour happening and all this, but um I've been listening on Shuffle a lot and there's just so many on that album that I'm like, man, how do you find a way to say, like, like she has, yeah, like I broke your heart. She says your heart was glass. I dropped it. And you're like, how do you come up with that? Like, yeah, it's just so good. And every time I listen to that album, I'm like, man, I suck as a writer compared to her. But yeah, I would say as far as lyrics, mm-hmm. Phil Wickham just yeah, his yeah. lyrics do make you pause and be like, "What did you just say?" Yeah, like on his new album, I believe there's so many of the songs where he says it so beautifully, mm-hmm. indifferently, but so honestly, where you're like, "Oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. was so good," and to put it to a thing that you can that you want to put on repeat. And there's yeah. so much sustenance to it. Again, we talk about music; I get to be here all day, but um, <laughs> that's not even. What I was going to say is my favorite album. Yeah. Just right now, I'm like, man, that Phil Wickham album right. is right. Go, let's do it. Um, I would say my, my two albums that I'm digging right now. Um, one is CC Wannan's Believe For It Deluxe Edition. Deluxe. Yeah, okay. which she has a live. She has a couple yeah, of additional songs and she has studio. But the whole album reminds me of my childhood, my adulthood, my working in ministry like the whole album kind of i feel like she just paints a picture of just the journey because mm-hmm. i've never grown up with cc but now she is making gospel music and contemporary christian music and worship music mm-hmm. all be like congruent and accessible and yeah. digestible for all people and i love that anything mm-hmm. that's bringing people together i'm like yes yeah and so with that same thought in mind and you're not going to like this because i've been trying to get you to love it but you don't love it and it's okay <laughs> The new Jonas Brothers album, uh, oh their family gosh. album. I'm telling you, and I think what it is, it's it's all the genres. It's yeah. all the genres. And I also feel like the Jonas Brothers just go, we're going to have fun making music together of all of our influences, and we're just going to have fun. And their album is this celebration of familyhood being united where they are in their life. There's a song called Little Bird about their, they all have a daughter, I believe. And it, it's, go, you know, there's a lyric that says, um, I basically knew this day was coming, and if I did my job right, then you need to be released. And you're like, oh, gosh. As a dad of a 14-year-old, almost 15-year-old daughter, I'm like, oh, this is true, but I don't like it. But again, it's just that it's all these genres coming together, which just reminds me a lot of just of myself, right? Mm -hmm. I am a little bit country, a little R&B, a lot of R&B, a lot of funk, (laughs) a little gospel-like, but their album is that. So those will be the... Kind of two, but two point five with yeah. Phil Wickham. So yeah, that's good. I've mm. I've given it a re-listen. Okay, it's still growing on me. Okay. but so, Little Bird is great. Yeah, I I yes. did I did latch on to that one. Well, so, I mean, but I do see all the influences. You'll keep going. So. You'll keep you'll keep yeah. listening. And you'll love it. And I'm going to the concert I here in the mall. Yep. I'm not gonna talk to you there because I'm gonna be like hater. Uh, <laughs> No, I love every album. Mm. That one's just taken a while. And I yeah. think it's because it is so many it is. genres, like yeah. like a conglomerate. It is. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one last question that okay. I ask everybody on the podcast. What is something that brings you joy? And what is something coming up that you're looking forward to? Oh. Pam, joy. And what are you looking forward to? I'll let you go first. A wise one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, joy. It brings me joy. Um, 
the assurance of my salvation. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to say it. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah. first and foremost. But I really think just like being present with people, mm-hmm. you know, like you said you don't like being in front of people. I don't like being in front of people either. That might be hard to understand for someone who's in front of people all the time. Um, but having like a one-on-one conversation, something like mm-hmm. that, like just brings me so much joy just to get to mm-hmm. like be in, in, in life with someone um, in a vulnerable way, not like a superficial way. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it a part? Looking forward to. Yeah, something you're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to eating that salsa. <laughs> And you're, she's not joking, everybody. Like, that's from the heart. She came with a jar of salsa yeah. she couldn't open. And she's like, Nick, will you open this? Friendship. And, yeah, that's friendship. Um, I would say something that brings me joy is my dinner table with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has brought me more joy than I ever thought that it would. I always thought that my joy would truly come from being in front of people, doing what I do well. But really, mm-hmm. I learned so much at my dinner table, and those are the humans that I would pick even if God didn't give them to me, I would pick them to do that with. And so the thing that brings me most joy is the laughter and the soundtrack around that table. I Mm -hmm. love it. Um, Something I'm looking forward to is the Joe Bros concert. It's going to be dope. It's going to be fun. And then I'm also going to Washington, D.C. as a chaperone with my my oldest son. Um, Never been to D.C. So I'm excited. My dog's going to hurt, but here we go. (laughs) Wear some comfy shoes. So I'm excited about that. Um, So, yeah. You'll have to tell me all about it. DC is my favorite place I've you'll, ever you'll, been. I'll, I'll, I'll send you all the pictures. Yeah, please do. Well, yeah. thank you. Haven't been to Texas yet? No, I'm going to Texas in January. <laughs> Bailey yeah. and I got flights yesterday. Nice. That's a good yeah. time to go to Texas after January. Don't go. Yeah, that's just when flights are cheapest and yeah. <laughs> we had time. But we're like, okay, that'll be fun. So, yeah, Enjoy. we're going to Austin and Waco. Oh, the, those are two fire places. Yeah. Don't go to Houston. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. the best. Mm. I'll let you know how Texas is. You're yeah, like, you, you, yeah, you yeah. let me know how the salsa goes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. She'll text you in five minutes and yeah. let you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah, you can find both of them at New Vision. Yeah, with we'll be me. there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.